Hey, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Thanks to all you guys for being patient and waiting for the intro to get done. Special shout out to my Monday Night Buddy, Miss Joy Hall on Instagram. And KYGS Ryder, you're my second Monday night buddy. Good to see you guys. Let's do some quick waves there. Uh, special shout out to Paige Denise and Melissa Begley. Magical Monday indeed. Big shout out to you and Miss Cleo. And shout out to all the people on the podcast listening. Hey to Dana, Likens Fleener. Um, let me tell you where all this is going out because this is... Um, really getting spread around. Big shout out to YouTube and Ever Yearning TV. Everything is going good here in Lexington, Kentucky. It has been mid-60s and sunny, and I can't ask for any better weather than that, really. So, the show is airing live to two Facebook pages, my personal page and my professional page, Katherine Kaufman Psychic Medium. If you haven't gone over to to my professional page and done a like, please do so. It really helps the page grow, and it helps the show out as well. Uh, this is also being aired out on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, and DLive, and also on my website. This is streaming live on my website as well. The podcast that this is going out to our Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So if you see it, click support button on there. Please donate a couple of dollars for new equipment and to keep the shows running. Um, hey to Ina, Everett Thompson, Tiffany Hall, um, Amber Benteen, my neighbor. <laughs> Good shout out to you. Angela Shields, a big shout out to YouTube and Donna Marie, Jennifer Cavanaugh Wilson. Oh, thank you, Amber. Loves my lipstick. This is something new that I'm trying is this different shade here. Um, so happy to see you guys over here on Instagram too, Joy. Hey to Laura Day. Good to see you. The show tonight is how to live with a ghost because let me tell you, forever and after, that's pretty much what me and David have to do. <laughs> so, Ever Yearning TV says, I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm excited to see your show. Please explain shortly your psychic. Yes, a psychic medium here in Lexington. And the reason for the show's Ever Yearning is uh, every week I get similar questions from my clients that in a 60-minute session, we don't have time to address all the time. Or if somebody calls in and I talk to them on the phone, but I can't get to all of their questions because time is limited. If I do a live show here about the topics that they ask me about, then what I can do is save them to the YouTube channel. And later on, I can share that information with them above and beyond their session and even if they don't get a session, it's at least something that I can send them that will answer a lot of their questions if I don't have time to devote to 
let's say sitting down and talking to somebody for an hour on the phone to answer their questions. So that is why the show developed and uh, why, you know, there's always questions that people have and why we're always going over uh, similar topics too. <clears throat> so anyway, um, <laughs> everybody's loving my new lipstick tonight. Check that out. All right. Uh, shout out to Sandra Lee Small. Awesome. Okay, so let's get into our topic tonight. Um, again, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, please hit follow wherever you're listening. That really helps the show grow. If you're on YouTube, I would appreciate you guys subscribing, liking the video, and um hitting the notification bell so that you get notified whenever I go live. Uh, and the other platforms, again, just hit follow, and that really helps the show grow. So, how many of you guys have had to live with a ghost or been faced with that um, possibility that you've moved into a place that you may not were familiar with and suddenly activity starts and you know I got a call just last week from somebody who renovated a place up in Indiana and um, all of a sudden a bunch of activity started and it absolutely freaked them out and they automatically wanted it gone but after talking to them for a while and kind of working through things and investigating exactly what all was happening, um, we opted for trying to live with the entity that was there instead of trying to get rid of everything. Big shout out to my buddy, Mr. Rob Avid. Good to see you. And uh, let me check for questions. Angela Atkins, hi to you. Um, okay, so the first thing you want to do is find out the history of the home or apartment that you're living in, okay? Um, have people had problems there before? How long has the activity been at that location? Is this something that just got stirred up, like the renovation on the apartment building that I was talking about a few minutes ago? Um and then who all has lived at the property before, you know, were there any records of any tragedies there or had people passed away at the location before you came onto the scene? So you want to know the history of the place that you're dwelling in, but not just if something happened or if, let's say, people have had um, activity go on for 10 years there prior because maybe somebody passed away in the home. But you have to look at, and what we're trying to determine is the collective energetic imprint of the area because maybe somebody lived at the property for 50 years and then they've been, and then they passed on at the property and they've had activity at the property for 10 years. So collectively, the energetic imprint is pretty much 60 years. So what that tells you is that there's a strong imprint in the environment and the likelihood of removal 
kind of goes down based on how much entrenchment of energy of theirs is located at the property. Now, if it's something that's happened recently, you, there might be a greater likelihood of trying to remove a spirit at the location. But tonight we're kind of talking about having to live with something there. How do you manage that? Because dead energy and living energy are pretty much opposite. And sometimes it's not good for a living person to have too much dead energy in the environment to try to manage um, because it can be quite draining for a living person. Let me check four questions. Laura Dice says that she's had several. Uh, so, so Donna Marie, me two of them, but I don't know if they're still with me. That can be a good thing, Donna, because maybe you guys have come to like an agreement of I don't bother you, you don't bother me. And that's one of the ways to live with an entity or spirit. Tiffany says, um, my son was just murdered in Lexington. So sorry to hear that. And I'm hoping his spirit or, or ghost will come to us. Okay, Tiffany. Please message me on Facebook because I have some PDFs that will really help you achieve this. And I'll let you have those for free. So, uh, but I need a reminder of you and, and what's happened. So go ahead and message me your situation on Facebook and I will get those to you. Okay. So Laura wants to know, let's see the question here. How do you find out the history of a home, tragedies, etc.? Not all people record the tragedies at the home, but the Property Value Administration will kind of keep a record of who's owned the home and for how long. And then you can look at death records uh, at the time where the house turned over owners. Look at death records for those particular names, and you'll be able to track that kind of thing. It's not easy. It does take time. But if you're having a problem, um, it's worth taking the time to go and find this stuff out. So let's see. Say what now? Repeat that. The imprint, collective energetic imprint. Yes, you have to look at how long the activity has been going on. Plus, how long was the person if the person was living there before and let's say they passed away on the property, how long were they living there? And then how long has the activity been going on? So let's say somebody has had activity going on at a property for 10 years, but there was an owner that died on the property and they lived at the property for 50 years. The collective energetic imprint is really 60 years instead of 10. I hope that makes sense. <coughs> so let's see. Oh, my allergies have got me awful. So Ina says, we had, question mark, a ghost, ours too. Started with renovations. I finally told the ghost it was okay if he or she was there. They just shouldn't scare me. It has been quiet here for a while, so maybe they've moved on, or maybe they're doing their best not to, um, not, probably not to scare me. That's one of the things that I kind of suggested to the person that called me from Indiana is to try to come to an agreement with the entity that you're detecting at your location. 
Uh, special shout out to Nancy, Bain, and Tiffany. Uh, good to see you here. Let's see. Donna says, I would love to communicate with them again. Um, and it may just be, Donna, uh, a case of maybe you should reach out if you want to communicate with them. Of course, we're always going to use psychic protection or prayer work before we do that, just to make sure that we're not coming in contact with any kind of malevolent type of force because you're opening your psychic centers when you reach out to do communication. So you want to make sure that you're protected. And it, it's not just from the entity you're trying to contact with, but when you open your psychic centers, you're opening to the energy field. And so something else can come through at the same time when you're trying to communicate with a spirit or a particular entity. So you want to definitely make sure that the energy of psychic protection and prayer is in the environment when you open those centers up. Shout out to Pamela Downey. <laughs> and um, let's see. Okay. Sometimes these uh, questions don't come through like they should where I'm seeing them. So they can be just a little bit confusing. Sorry about that. Anyway, number two is how many spirits or entities are you detecting at the location? Is there more than one or is it just one? And so to, the way to find that out is sometimes by doing a passive EVP session. And what I mean by passive EVP is you're not directly interacting with or asking questions of any type of energy. You're just recording and seeing if there is more than one energetic spirit at that location. Are there different voices coming through? Are they different ages that you can detect? Uh, a great number of spirits, I would say probably less, less than or more than three, more than three indicates there may be a portal at the location. And in portals, spirits can come and go. And so you're not really sure if you have a portal that's active, you can't really be sure that each time you're communicating with a spirit that it is the same spirit, which can be a little bit tricky and risky. If you do have more than three at a location um, that are consistently active, you will need to have somebody come in and close that particular po portal if possible. Uh, sometimes, like if there is a portal that's based on, let's say, bedrock of limestone, you may not be able to close that portal. Um, but if it is based on something in the interior of the home or maybe a mirror or something like that, then you can definitely close that particular portal. Um, signs of, which we'll look for, signs of benevolence or malevolence. Okay, this is where we got into a uh, misconception with the person that called me last week from uh, Indiana because um, any kind of activity to this person was to them malevolent. So one of the examples of activity was that the clothes in the closet were moved to the side. That's not malevolent. <laughs> okay. Um, it can be a replaying of energy in the environment where somebody repeatedly goes into the closet of a room and pulls the clothes back. 
So, but they were interpreting it as a malevolent simply because it was abnormal in the environment for them. So I kind of helped them look and see is what ha- is what is happening truly malevolent, but it's not. So um, you have to look at is it truly malevolent or is it benevolent? Now, a slamming door or a slamming cabinet is not necessarily malevolent. How many times have I been going through the house and a draft caught the door that I was trying to shut and it slammed accidentally? Spirits don't automatically know with what kinetic force they impose upon an object how fast it's going to move. And so a slamming of a door or a cabinet or something like that is not necessarily a malevolent thing. Now, if it happens repeatedly, let's say it just happens once and then you get some movement after that, that's not malevolent. But if it repeatedly slams, then you can start to say, okay, we have something going on here (laughs) that may not be good. Um, Hey to Christina Bailey and Patty O'Brien. Let me check for questions now. Uh, Let's see. Dana says, it doesn't matter where we have lived. We always hear spirits and have seen some too. Which was another thing that I was trying to get across to the person that called me from Indiana. Was that you can't... There's spirits are everywhere. Like, you can't really go pretty much anywhere without encountering some kind of spiritual activity. It's just almost not possible. So moving for somebody like that is not really an option because you're just going to encounter something else at a different property. Um, And especially if you have abilities, if you have abilities, what attracts them to you is a person with abilities, their brainwaves stay in theta range a lot more than normal and so that's a receptive brainwave state and they know that and they can feel that and of course they want you to see them or feel them there um it does make them feel better to be able to be seen or heard or you know instead of ignored so um they will be more communicative with people who have strong abilities So Laura says, one kisses me on my forehead when I'm in bed. Very comforting. Another is a freak, scares the hell out of me. A black figure bounces on the bed while I sleep. I come home sometimes. All the doors are open. Cabinet doors open. Another paces back and forth upstairs. Sounds like cowboy boots. Another pecks on the sound of SOS over and over in one room. It's in the walls everywhere, sometimes in that room. That's a very active location, coupled with the fact that Laura does have abilities. And so and and so what I say to to that is welcome to my world. <laughs> because um mediums are rife with spiritual activity and entities. Melissa says, an old classic book, do not remember title, paraphrased, they, there are the same amount of ghosts as there are chimneys. Absolutely. And so even back then, Melissa, you know, they recognized that 
dead people are everywhere. <laughs> a special shout out to Jennifer, Melanie, and C Susan, Nisi. Um, Susan, we can work on that. She wants to fill them as well. We can work on that. So Ina says, we had a lady tell us she detected five spirits here and described a Native American lady my husband had seen. She also said we had two mischievous children and we did have funny things that moved. Maybe we have a portal. I would say that's definitely a portal. We do live near a natural spring, which is another augmenter of spiritual activity is any kind of water source that's in and around the property. Yes, water sources are conductive to attracting energies. Why? Because they conduct electromagnetic energy. That's why. And ghosts and spirits like us are made up of electromagnetic energy. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get back to... The, this is a, like a, a one through nine list, nine things. <clears throat> so, okay, where were we? Uh, we were on the portals on number two. Uh, number three, no, we were on benevolence or malevolence. Okay, number four is you need to look at the activity. Is it cyclic or does it have a pattern? Is there any kind of pattern that you can recognize in this because a lot of spiritual activity will reoccur um, around the moon cycles like three days before a new moon or three days before a full moon because the energy in the environment is elevated and the spirit can use that to create a manifestation so if it's something that really 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 bothers you you know, and you're noticing, let's say it happens cyclically, cyclically, uh, three days before the full moon. You can either try talking with that spirit and asking them to quiet things down during that time period, or maybe you could do a sound clearing during that time and just calm the environment down. Uh, Amber says, <laughs> yes. Amber's replying to me saying, you said, welcome to my world. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is what it's like to live at my house. I will never forget many times ago because a lot of things happen here all the time. Um, and this was back when I worked at UK and we were fixing to go to work, David and I, and I always turn the lights out before I leave. And for several days we had been, uh, and we worked at night, so we turned all the lights out, and we come back, and the lights would all be back on. And so one of the days, I was turning the lights out, and we had gotten to the front door, and the light, we saw the lights flip back on. And me and David both at the same time yelled down the hallway that we knew that they, okay, we know you're here. It's obvious. Don't mess with the lights anymore because you're not the one paying the electric bill but then after we said that and we dealt with it confronted it it went away so what it wanted was simply to be recognized or to be um you know acknowledged and sometimes just the fact of you acknowledging that they're there will make the activity go away because that's what they're doing just to say hey i'm here <laughs> so, so Samantha says, 
And, and this is a really good question, <clears throat> and it kind of refers to another video I have. Do you help them cross over if they are unhappy where they are? It makes me sad to know that they may be stuck. You can if you want, but in my experience, if a, if a spirit doesn't want to cross over, they're not going to. And many times, spirits are exactly where they want to be, um, and they're not open to anything else. Maybe they don't have the same religious beliefs or spirituality that you do, and to them, crossing over, it doesn't make sense in their consciousness, and they don't really know kind of what that means or what that is. It does not, it's not their idea of a type of heaven. So Angela says, I believe my daughter and I are sensitive. We all are. Only some people have stronger abilities than others. We can see and hear things all of the time. She understands it more so it doesn't bother her much. Right. The more that you can empower yourself with information, um, the less it is going to trouble you. Now, here's a Statement from Rob, and Rob knows a lot about this. <clears throat> Rob says, speaking of water sources, so if springs can help the spirits manifest, why is it that spirits have a hard time following you when you cross a body of water? Okay, I want you to think about that a minute. <clears throat> we'll see if anybody else comes up with the answer before I give it to you, Rob. Think about electromagnetic energy and what happens with water. Now, if the water source is away from you, the ions coming up off the water that are evaporating, it's sort of passive, and the electromagnetic energy can connect with it, but it's not dampened by it. But if you put the electromagnetic energy directly into the water, it disperses throughout the water, but it's like the water sucks it in. So that's why the spirits can't, it's not that they can't cross a body of water, it's just that their energy gets sort of flattened out and sucked into the water, actually. So Susan says, <coughs> I gotta apologize, my allergies are horrible, and that needs a sip of bourbon, doesn't it? <laughs> that's what bourbon is for on Monday night. So Susan says, I had a cat that would turn the dining room lights on. My husband did not believe me until one day she did it in front of him. Yeah, you got to rule out that kind of stuff, too. You may think that you have a spirit when if it may be one of your animals doing it. But if there are no animals in the house uh, and you have something blatantly going on like that, um, then you can pretty well say you, you've got a spirit activity there. So, yeah, look at you, the pattern of the things that are happening and if they happen around the full moon or the <clears throat> new moon. Number five is, is it tolerable activity? Just like talking to this person in Indiana, if the most that happens is the clothes move aside in the closet, that's very tolerable. You know, do you really want to remove a spirit for just moving the clothes aside in the closet? Not really. Um, it may be that, that that location holds very fond memories for that person, and it may be that to remain there is that person's idea heaven. And 
<clears throat> for you spiritually to remove that, that's a dark stain on your own spiritual path and energy. If you remove something there that's been benevolent and wanting to exist, maybe, maybe they want to exist in a, in a past memory that's um, very loving and good at that location. So, you know, if it's tolerable, let them be, I say, let them be. <laughs> that that may be exactly where, where they have always dreamed to be was just, you know, at home in a past memory with their loved one. Okay, number six. Uh, and we talked about this at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to reiterate it here is dead energy is not necessarily good for the living. But if you don't have very many entities there and it's something that you can live with or cooperate with, um, don't be bent on trying to eradicate everything from your property. So Amber says, if you allow spirits to remain in your space, don't you become susceptible to their energy? Yes. And that's why you got to make sure that it's a benevolent force or maybe it's somebody who is a spirit guide for you because your spirit guides are in your space. Uh, they look out for you. <clears throat> they look over you. They watch over you. They try to help you every day. And so if you think about it, their energy is in your space every day. Um, and if you have spirit guides that are with you, which they normally are, they're kind of trying to check the area and keeping things at bay that may uh, be a problem. So many times just the fact that your spirit guides are there is enough to keep things quelled to where you can live with it. Number seven is you need to establish communication uh, with whatever's there, either by dreams or direct communication, you know, just talking to it through meditation. Uh, lucid dreaming is one of the best ways to protect yourself with boundaries and limitations. Now, if you want to know how to do lucid dreaming or maybe dream walking, I do have a list of books to get on Amazon <clears throat> and uh, I will leave a link to my Amazon dream list store in the comments after the show on Facebook and that way you can go to the links and look at the uh, suggested reading that's on there but lucid dreaming is one of the best ways to um, give limitations and boundaries to whatever spirit is at the location that you're working with. Direct communication, like just asking it not to do something because it is frightening you. If it is a benevolent spirit, of course, they will comply and they'll quit doing everything usually. If it's a malevolent force, <clears throat> they may actually escalate the uh, activity because they know it bothers you. And in that case, then you may want to look at uh, removal if you can. <clears throat> and if you can't, then, um, you know, we have to do other things. We have to do advanced psychic protection uh, for the property. A special shout out to YouTube and Jeanette. Are there any spirits following me? Sometimes I feel as if they are. So if you have a feeling 
an intuitive feeling that they are, what's happening in that moment is your subconscious has filtered information in the environment that it has detected this extra energy of whatever spirit that energy represents. And in order to connect with your conscious mind and let you know that something's there, it does that through a feeling or gut feeling. So yes, there's something there, Jeanette. It may not be bad. It may be a spirit guide. It may even be an angelic force, but your subconscious is the one in control of telling you through gut feeling that there's something there. Hey to Raven Rose. <laughs> so Ina says, my, my husband <clears throat> thought the Native American lady he saw was his guardian angel. If he felt that, Ina, then most likely it was. He saw her when he was going through some health problems. Uh, that's awesome. Guardian angel or maybe spirit guide, how would you know? He did seem comforter, comforted by her appearances. Okay, so I know that's a whole nother show, and I actually already have a video on it. And if I have time, either tonight or tomorrow, I'll go back to the YouTube channel and find that video, and I'll link it here on Facebook for you. <clears throat> Shout out to all you guys over here on Instagram that are joining POB437. Good to see you. And Lucas, aromatherapist, good to see you here. So, uh, because there's a difference between your spirit guides and your guardian angels. Big differences. And it's in that other video that I will find and I will link it here. So, if, if any of you other guys want to see that video, kind of watch Ina's comment there and... Um, I will put a link up to that other video, and you can go and watch that. Okay, so direct communication with them. Best way is through dreams and using, using lucid dreaming. Again, if you want to know how to do lucid dreaming, I'm going to leave a link to my Amazon store in the comments on Facebook so that you can go and look through the book lists. Uh, telling them out loud is number eight. Telling them out loud what the boundaries are and expectations. Like, what are your expectations? So, it's sort of like an agreement when you move in with somebody that, you know, <clears throat> you can make all the noise that you want uh, when I'm gone to work. But while I'm here and I'm trying to sleep, please don't make any noise or move any furniture or freak me out. So it's just telling them what your expectations are, uh, and and you know how and how the cohabitation is gonna take place or uh, what you expect of them. So um, <clears throat> that's another thing. And boy, these allergies are killing me. <clears throat> I tell you what, what's the problem is I've developed a severe allergy to the pine trees in the backyard. And I had the window open today, and the pollen is just, a, it's like a covering of yellow from that pine tree all over the back porch and the car. Whew! And the, the allergy pills this season are not helping at all. So Susan says, why is it during the day then all of a sudden sadness overwhelms you? 
Okay, give me some more information other than that, Susan. Um, because if you are using your empathic ability and sadness is overwhelming you, I mean, your subconscious filters information that's a mile away from you. If you have a next-door neighbor, let's say, that's depressed, you could be filtering that information from your next-door neighbor. Unchecked empathic ability is one of the worst to have because you don't know if it's you or if you filtered data from somebody else. So it's always important for somebody with a high empathic clairsentient ability, it's really important for you to analyze your feelings constantly. And if you have depression or despair that comes on you out of the blue, then you have to analyze that immediately. If you don't have a direct cause for it, <clears throat> then you have to go about getting rid of it immediately through different cleansing practices. And I can send you a free PDF on that, Susan, on how to do that. But um, what you have to recognize is that's not my feeling. That's somebody else's, and I need to disconnect from it. Unless you think, maybe, Susan, <clears throat> unless you're thinking, maybe you're detecting somebody who's sad in, in your direct environment. So that's why I said I need a little bit more information um, on that to determine exactly what you're asking me so that I can answer it appropriately. Let me go back and make sure I didn't miss any questions. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's go over number nine because I, I don't, I think I got everybody's questions. If I miss somebody's questions, please forgive me and message me and I promise you I'll get to you. Um, number nine is the last one and that's to respect each other's differences in the agreement, in the cohabitation agreement. Um, you know, maybe the spirit that's there is not a Christian, and let's say you're a Christian. Respect the fact that that spirit doesn't want to hear you go around saying prayers, maybe. You know? Um, and that is just an agreement to disagree. <laughs> Which is fine as long as both of you are on the same page in your cohabitation agreement, basically. <clears throat> but really recognize that they may have differences. They come from a different era even uh, people I find that are from a different era and they have different conceptualizations of um, you know people having boyfriends or girlfriends <laughs> and uh, so you may get activity that's a little bit in disagreement of some of your practices but then you have to remind that spirit that you're cohabitating in the same space and they need to let you, they need to respect your differences because it's a different era. A lot of times they don't understand or, or forget that it's a different era and there are different rules and different acceptances and not uh, for society. So one of the things that you can do for that situation, I've, I've found that really, really works well is the use of selenite through the home. And what that does is it maintains a calmness 
within the space and you don't have as much agitated energy. It provides a calming energy not only for you but whatever spiritual force is there. And one of the best ways to do that <clears throat> that I found is using quite large pieces of selenite. The perfect thing is um, one of those selenite lamps that Barbara Bacon sells over at Crystal Crazy. And um, so if you want to know more about that, I'll put her contact information in the comments too. And just so the selenite lamps, I think the, the base on it are about like this. And it's a solid carved piece of selenite with a beautiful lamp on top of it. So you not only have the selenite energy there, but you also have the electrical force that's running through the selenite, which extends the energy out through the room and the home. So those are wonderful lifetime pieces to have. So let's see. Laura says, what do I do with these abilities? How to develop them or protect myself? Big question here. I need to <laughs> save money to get your mediumship reading. We need to talk about mediumship because I get a lot of questions about that. And I do my mediumships very differently than other people. Um, the way that I do a mediumship is so different. So what I particularly do is if I'm doing a mediumship, I only do those on Wednesdays and Thursdays after one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, sometimes the only way a spirit can communicate is through feeling because that's one of your abilities. And if they died violently or maybe they were a drug overdose or maybe they were murdered or maybe uh, they were a suicide. The only way that they can communicate what happened to them is through giving me a feeling of what happened. And that can make a medium really ill. So in the old days, when I did a mediumship in the morning, if I got sick, then I would have to cancel everybody for the rest of the afternoon. So I learned from trial and error, don't do that. <laughs> Schedule the mediumship in the afternoon. That way, if I get ill... All I have to do is finish the session and go lay down. And of course, the older I get, the more the uh, being sick affects me and it stays lingering longer. So that's why I only do two a week. That's the maximum. Um, so, you know, there will come a point to where I won't be able to do those readings anymore because of that opening up to the energy of whatever person is there and them trying to communicate with me through feeling and then me getting ill. And that can cause me to get ill in, in other ways. So what I do is if I'm doing a mediumship on Wednesday or Thursday and the client session is always at one, I will sit down at 10.30 a.m. and do a theta wave meditation for several hours and I'll channel and write everyone that comes through for that person, what they said, what they showed me, you know, odd things that might uh, connect with it, go on the side of the paper. And then at the one o'clock mark, when the person comes in for their reading, all that information has to check out. And we go through all of it to see if it's valid. And that's the way that I've always checked the readings for validity. Um, 
and you know that's why my mediumships are limited and they are expensive because it's a lot of work that goes into that one session so a, a lot of things you can learn Laura by going back through my YouTube channel on the Monday Night Live playlist because just watching a lot of the shows that I've recorded is going to fill in the gaps and answer a lot of questions for you about how you can develop or how, how you can protect yourself. I think that there's at least four or five psychic protection videos on the YouTube channel, one of which is a new type of psychic protection called projective magnetism. And that is a really good one to use, and I urge you to go and watch that video. <clears throat> so Susan says, Today at work I was listening to some old music, and a song came on that my husband would turn the radio up in the car because of what it was saying, and I knew he was saying to me that just overwhelmed me, and I couldn't shake it. Well, that's a good message. Just, uh, Susan, don't fight that type of message. Just let it, let that message come. Appreciate it. Ask for more, you know, because that is probably your husband reaching out to you. So Taya says, what is it called when you are in tune with your gut feelings? My gut feelings are right on the majority of the time. That is being a clairsentient. The clairsentient is an umbrella term for three different abilities that are grouped together. And that is, I know, I don't know how I know, but I know it's psychic knowing, psychic feeling, which is the empathic feeling, and then actual feeling. Uh, psychics that have clairsentience can get information from touching stuff or feeling of it. And that is this psych psychometric part of being a clairsentient. Now, next week, we are going to do the dream show for April. So if you want your dream interpreted, you need to message me on Facebook with your dream. And I already have a small list of dreams for April, but I need a few more. So go ahead and message me, and hopefully I can get your dream on the show. Now, when I do the interpretations for the dreams... It's all anonymous, so nobody will know who you are, but your interpretation will be there. And what I like to do with the dreams is I like to sit, sit down on an afternoon when my schedule is light and really focus on the dream that you send me and do a good interpretation of it. I don't like to do interpretations that scroll on the screen on the fly necessarily because I don't feel like I'm putting enough energy into it and I feel like I may miss something that could be really important to interpreting your dream and that's why I like to do them beforehand. I guess I'm a perfectionist like that. I don't know. But I got it in my mind how it needs to be done and uh, it seems to work. For me and a lot of the fans that watch the show. And uh, so I am so glad that all of you guys came to the show. You showed up. You're here on Monday nights at 7 p.m. I'm really happy to share my Monday nights with you. And it means a lot to me that you guys tune in. And we get to share time together. Okay, and so I will see you next Monday for the Dream Show.
Until then, you guys have a fabulous, fabulous week. Kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you next Monday. Y'all have a great one. Bye.